Hello and welcome to the Pivot People podcast. My name is Kim, I am your host and I am a professional nosy parker. Have you ever come across a person and you just want to ask them all of the questions about their job? What are you doing? How are you doing it? Who are you doing it with? How much do you get paid? How did you get into it? This is the podcast for you because I'm going to take you on a journey where we actually ask the questions. We're going in deep. I'm not holding back, guys. I want to know everything. So if you're a nosy parker, come along. Let's go. And welcome to part two of two of Fiona's career story. If you haven't listened to it already, go back, listen to part one and hear about how Fiona dealt with a toxic working environment. This episode is all about how to be brave, do your own thing and dealing with the stress and consequences of your choices you've just made previously on the back of being in a toxic work environment. As you know, stress can come out in a few different ways. So let's listen to Fiona's take on what she did to make sure that she was okay in the process. Fee also provides some key insights into how you might get into any of her careers that she's previously held. It's actually super interesting. My favorite part was about the water treatment for a couple of reasons that you'll find out when you listen further along the line. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah. Just changing lanes a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. A bit early on in the conversation, you were talking about the difficulties it is when you're going from one career into another one because when you get into your new career you've started your new job that's not where the trouble ends is it no it's you've got to make sure your wheels stay on you don't want your speed wobbles to come along and your wheels to fall off you want to stay kind of like calm in your job and it is very challenging I don't know about you but I had some strange side effects <laughs> physically <laughs> in my body I think I was so stressed at one point but only I didn't realize what was going on and I genuinely thought I was getting like dizzy because I was like on the 16th floor and I was like gosh I think I'm getting a bit of vertigo up here and I got a headset on and this headset had one ear on it and I was thinking I actually I even asked my colleagues I was like guys just working with one ear make you a bit dizzy like are you feeling a bit funny and it was actually my body just being really stressed and just not really coping very well in a new environment <laughs> and I wasn't managing it very well and there's just me like going oh god <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's that's quite funny actually um I don't think I had anything the doctors and I got nauseous pills (laughs) (laughs) that's how serious I took it oh that's so good and I needed to calm down (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny um no I don't think I had anything that manifested itself quite like that physically um probably more like just the normal stress symptoms like I I don't know um tiredness irritability physically I probably looked like shit a lot of the time (laughs) (laughs) lots of bags under the eyes just like (laughs) the sleeping is always an interesting one when you start a new job and you're worrying about everything. I'm a real worrier and it manifests at night. 
And so I'd be up half the night like, oh, my God, what did I do today? Oh, my God, I can't believe I made that. Oh, everyone's going to be thinking about me. Everyone's going to be talking about me. Um, So knowing what you know now and knowing the experiences that you've had, mm. if you were to give somebody some advice on how to deal with that and avoid your wheels. I can't say wheels. I'm struggling (laughs) saying the word wheels. Speed wobbles and avoiding your wheels falling off. What would that be? Um, take it slowly. Like you, you're new to the job. Everybody knows you're new to the job. Nobody is expecting you to be amazing straight out the gate. Ever. They all know that you've got things to learn. Um, even if you're changing jobs within the same industry, it's a different company or it's a different role, and things are always done differently there's always going to be stuff that you don't know so don't stress about not knowing it and so yeah take it slowly ask for help because nobody's going to judge you for asking for help um they'd rather you do that than fumble around in the darkness and actually be less useful um and that's also coming from the experience of somebody that's hired people like I love it when people ask questions about how to do the job because a it means that they're interested they care and they're showing a bit of initiative and I think those are three really important things for anybody going into a new role really really good advice and it's almost like it's so simple but when somebody says it you're like didn't do that (laughs) I was in there like swimwear I was (laughs) in there like swimwear by the way uh is a throwback from Geordie Shaw showing my age and it just means that oh god this is terrible but in there like swimwear means your swimwear when it goes right up your bum when you run down (laughs) and it just means that you're just you're committed you're fully in there you're you're out of control (laughs) you're in there like swimwear so apologies for that (laughs) um is there anything else about your career that you think you might want to share um like as scary as it is don't be too frightened of changing um There's so much out there. And the older I get and the more people I talk to, there are jobs and roles and positions that I never even knew existed. Um, Like at high school, I mean, they go over like your accountants, your lawyers, your teachers, like, you know, the main in-the-box jobs. There is so much out there that I am just constantly blown away. And I'm like, how do people know about these things for a start and how do you get want to do a plug for your company fee but i feel like that is cool and i'm like how do you just i'm just gonna go and do this what do you mean that's not a job (laughs) (laughs) awesome (laughs) well i guess yeah for a lot of people it is a very random and out of the way job But for my husband who, so our company is building pump tracks and mountain bike tracks. Um, My husband 
left school at 15 to race mountain bikes. And that's what he did for eight years. He traveled the world and raced mountain bikes. Um, and a friend of his started up our company in Switzerland 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Um, and he had been harassing Craig for years to open up the New Zealand franchise. And so eventually he said, yeah, why not? Like, I'm miserable where I am. I'm going to give it a go. And so I think we've just, yeah, been really lucky that that came along. Um, but it's also a job that he's really passionate about. Yeah. And it takes him all over the world. How cool. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you're ever in... I mean, when was the last time you stayed in one country for a whole year? Like, excluding Lockdown? COVID times. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm talking like, I'm going to go to this one country. It's literally multiples of countries every year for work. And it is so cool. Yeah. What yeah. a life. It's, yeah. And it took, it's kind of like, you guys made that happen. You made the choice. Yeah. You, you and... committed to it. You put your actions into play. You yeah. have to be really disciplined. You made sacrifices. And here you are. And here we are. Awesome. Yeah. I do, like, my mum is constantly reminding me because in my head, I'm like, so I'm a, we just got really lucky, like, with timing and um, all sorts of things. But then mum's like, no, you didn't get lucky. Yes, an opportunity came your way, but you were brave enough to take that opportunity and then you were strong enough to work at it and make it work. Luck has nothing to do with it. I and agree with your mama. Yeah, she has to remind me like monthly. <laughs> but it is, it's she's she's very right. We've worked really hard and a lot of people don't see how hard we work behind the scenes. Um, especially my husband. Um and we do sacrifice a lot. We spend a lot of time apart because he is traveling a lot. Um, and that in itself is hard and it's a challenge, but it's one that we are willing to make work because we're doing something that we love. Finally, after <laughs> decades of... I'll celebrate that. Yeah. Go you guys. Yes. <laughs> do what you love to do. So yeah. on that strand of doing what you love to do. So if we chunk out your jobs... Mm -hmm. And let's remove what your feelings were about that job. Yeah. So if we take your first job in the lab um, environment, what if somebody listening was like, I think I'd quite like to get into that lab environment, maybe water testing or uh, maybe school labs or whatever the lab, medical labs, um, wood testing. I don't know what it could look like. How would you get into that field? Um, it would depend on which... I guess, which field you wanted to work in. Um, with the water testing lab, all of us that were there, we came from an environmental background. So I had my, my degree was in ecology and zoology. Um, we had biology degrees. We had chemistry degrees. Um, so if you were potentially a high school teacher that have these kind of degrees and yeah. you're working in labs and stuff in the science departments, could it, be it could be yeah, it could be a way to seek into that different 
like it's the same 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 but different really yeah. and so what would a typical day in the life be in the lab um so we did 8 30 to no 8 till 4 30 um and there were three stations in the lab um one was sampling one was the chemical station and one was the um like physical station i guess um, so the sampling station was the person that went out every day and collected drinking water samples, pool water samples, stream samples. Um, they'd come back and they would then do all the microbiological testing. So we're testing for fecal coliforms and E. coli in the water. And then um, I said cool and then you said fecal straight after I said cool and I'm like, I, I don't like poo. No, no. Not for me. It's not, it's not great. Um, um, but that was probably like that was probably the cleanest area of the lab. Um, <laughs> I'm not of <laughs> um well, because we were also like the wastewater treatment plant was also a big part of our okay. test. For my gross listeners out there, can you tell yeah. us about that bit? Because I know that I went to a water treatment place and I couldn't stop laughing because and okay I was a kid all right and there was a conveyor belt yeah. and there was poops on it and toilet yeah. papers on it yeah. and that's yeah. the one thing that I learned from the whole trip was it's funny to watch poop and toilet paper go along a conveyor belt so I know my husband did this and he wasn't the only one we would like I knew there were a lot of people that came to the treatment plant because that's where our lab was based and they'd run straight to the toilet and they'd go to the toilet <laughs> And then they'd run outside to the screening area to see if they could see it come through. How would but they know? I don't know. Write it's name so on it. coming through. It's not like it's a little trickle. Like, it's a whole <laughs> pound worth of poo coming through <laughs> in a pipe up a conveyor belt. Um, so, yeah, but that was always quite interesting to watch because you knew exactly what they were doing. My creative brain's like, Honestly, if I wanted to identify my poop, how would I do it? The only thing I can think of is tying some string around it. (laughs) I was going to say, like, eat beetroot. Put a little hat on it. (laughs) (laughs) See, mine just went straight to, like, dyeing it. Like, Oh, no, I was dressing mine up. Yeah, oh, God, no, I wasn't going that far. No, that's enough for digressing now. podcast about careers okay and then if you want to become a massage therapist how do you do that what you so you did a course for a couple of years you said um yeah so I did a I got my certificate in massage therapy which is I think like level four in NCA like the one up from high school um I don't think they offer that anymore they only go to a diploma level um which is a two-year study, um, but there's actually no regulations in New Zealand around massage therapy. So anybody can go out there and say that they're a massage therapist, having done no study. Um, that explains a lot. I have had some bad massages in yeah. my time. Like, yeah. Yeah. So if you want a good massage, just as a side off, like, Check out their qualifications. See what a good side hustle, though. Like, 
I'm, I know I'm good at doing massages. Okay, I'm not. I'm just saying this as an example. Like if you're sat there thinking that you're really good at massages, you could just just do it, right? You just you get yourself a table, get some nice candles, a bit of oil, yeah, and make a really cool business page or something. Yeah, you you, wow. you absolutely could. There is nothing that you would need to study or do to become a massage therapist. Um, if you want to be, and I'm not going to, I'm going to rephrase that because I was going to say if you want to be a good massage therapist, but I'm going to, lots of good massage therapists out there probably do come that way and just learn as they go. Um, but I guess to be, to learn everything, well, not even everything, but like there's a lot in the human body. To learn to do it safely, I suppose, is best to go through a course. Yeah. Um, for everyone, no charlatans. Yeah. You know that you're keeping yourself safe. You're keeping your clients safe. Um, and that that's really important, those two things. Actually, when you frame it that way, it's quite surprising that it's not more regulated. Yeah, it if is. You're putting your hands on people's bodies. Yeah, and you there's the potential to do a lot of damage when you're touching people's bodies. Especially if they're already injured. And they're yeah. like, oh, how many got a bad back? And then you're like, oh, sorry, now you've got some condition that I don't know because <laughs> I haven't done the course. Yeah. Um, or uh, to go the other way and find predators. Oh, yuck. Different. No. No, thank you. Yeah. Do so it's, yeah, it's... It's an area that massage therapists are really pushing to try and get a bit more regulated. I'm behind that, absolutely in agreement with that one. Yeah. Okay. And then, okay, so this is a bit funny. So a lot of the people I talk to who are having a rubbish time in teaching in their current careers, and actually I've been working with a few people that aren't teachers recently, which is quite cool. Um, they have this feeling that they want to be outside and working in nature. And yeah. I think it's something about that feeling of being in a stuffy environment and feeling constricted and they just want to be fresh and free outside and in nature because nature is healing. It is yes. soothing. They want to get their hands in the dirt and they want to just work the land. Yeah. And it's also, like, I guess it's mentally freeing as well. Like, it's less, it's it's still stressful and it's still a lot of work, but it's not... You're not dealing with people. Yeah. And that was a really nice change going from massage therapy where I was not just massaging people, but once when you're massaging people, they tend to offload a lot of their mental load onto you as well. And they'll like you start massaging and suddenly they just word vomit all of their issues onto you. And that's a lot to take on. And at the end of the day, you're mentally drained because you've had all of these people tell you how hard their lives are. Um, and so it was a really nice change to go to work with plants. They can't complain about their lives. Like there's nothing, they don't offload anything onto you. It was just, it was, yeah, just really mentally freeing. So quickly, I'm quite conscious of your time here. Um, right. What would be a typical day in the life at a native plant nursery look like? And how did you get in? Like how would, a, not you, but how would a person get into that field? Um, so native plant nurseries to get into it, 
go and ask. Um, generally, you can get a job there with pretty minimal qualifications because a lot of it you're going to learn on the job. Um, if you do have any form of learning in um, dealing with plants, whether you've done like a botany degree or you've even just like done a paper on like what kind of plants there are or like some horticultural stuff um, that will help, but it's not a requirement. So um, if having like just a passion and experience working in your own garden and things like that, would that contribute? Would that be valuable? Absolutely. And anybody that's hardworking because it is really hard physical labour. Um, so you've got to be willing to be hardworking. Um, a bit of um, like being able to work and like on your own because sometimes you are on your own for periods of time and you need to be able to keep moving on your own. So people that are really self-motivated um, and people that are willing to learn because there is a lot to learn. There's a lot to remember. Um, that's really good. Um, but, and like, even if you just want a job to go and do for a day, you don't really want to advance anywhere. In nurseries, it, it is a great place because you can just plod along and do it. But it is also a really good place to learn more skills and work your way up. Wow. So a lot of schools have enviro groups yeah. in schools. So that would be like great. You could lift and shift that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually get school groups that go through the nursery as part of oh. like they come in and they like walk around to see what a uh, working nursery looks like. I went to the wrong school, clearly. I got taken to the yeah, me too. <laughs> we never did that. <laughs> never went to a native nursery. No. Oh. <laughs> Awesome, Pete. It has been lovely talking to you. Thank you for your time and your insights and being really open and candid. It mm -hmm. takes a level of bravery to talk about it, especially when there's points in your career that weren't the best feeling for you. It's, it could be quite triggering. So thank you so much for sharing. I know that a lot of what you've said is highly relatable to the thoughts and feelings that are so current for the people in this group. And I think I'll really appreciate hearing about it and realise that it's not just a teacher problem. Career transitioning helps in all different sectors for so many different reasons. But the common theme is unhappiness and how to find your joy and build back your confidence. Well, I'm glad that I could give you some insight into that. Um, and yeah, hopefully it does help people because it is a hard and scary thing to do and to go through. and. Yeah, I feel for anybody that's in that position at the moment. And that was the phenomenal fee with her amazing story of dealing with toxicity, making her own decisions in the face of challenge and judgment, really. She just did it. She went for it and she had the backing of a partner as well, who was also going through his own sort of development, starting his own business. It's, it's phenomenal. This isn't like a unique story either. Literally thousands of people all over the world do things like this. There is absolutely no reason why you can't do something similar. Fee is also, at the time we're recording, like right this very second, 
fee is in the middle of the South Island somewhere. I've got no idea. Uh, last photos I saw was her still at the side in Gore, and she's actually hiking the whole length of the South Island for no reason other than it's something that she just wants to do. It's going to bring her joy and she's just absolutely living her best life. So Fee, we're behind you. We're giving you all of our support. I can't wait to see what comes out the back of this, this adventure you're on. How incredibly inspiring. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. I hope you're getting a lot of support, some ideas on how you can move forward and start building the life that you really want to build. If you're wondering how you can make some life-changing moves for your just yourself, your career, get in contact with us on hello at pivotpeople.co.nz. We'd love to talk about what your next steps could look like. Alternatively, if you're keen to feature in your own podcast, you can email that same address and let's chat. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.